This is Rama for Today Radio. You see, friends, yet even though we have been born again and have become children of God, I think so many times we've never really become acquainted with our Father. Now, our theme is grooming, growing up spiritually. We need to grow by becoming acquainted with our Heavenly Father. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Growing Up Spiritually. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Reverend Hagan for today's message. A lot of times, so many people are walking in natural human love. And they sure pay attention to a suffered wrong. They get all puffed up. Now, a husband and a wife, both are Christians, will get mad, won't speak for a week because of some wrong. I know I'm on some of your toes, but I just want to stand there a while. Now, can't you see how it would straighten things out for us in the home, the church, the nation, for men to become children of God and get the love of God in them and then live in the family of God as children of God? Now, we go on reading. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Someone said, I just can't take it any longer. Love can. I just can't put up with him any longer. Well, think about God. He's putting up with all of us. I've taken just about all I can. Well, that's old natural human love. The love of God in you bears up under everything. And then he went on to say, love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Now, natural human love is ready to believe the worst of every person. It's ever ready to believe the worst about the husband, the worst about the wife, the worst about the children. But this God kind of love is ever ready to believe the best of every person, husband, wife, brother, or sister in the church, children. Believe the best of every person. And you know, I've traveled across the country in the ministry. And it's amazing what you hear on this preacher and on that preacher, this person, that person, this deacon, that deacon, this Sunday school teacher, that Sunday school teacher, this singer, that singer. I never pay the least bit of attention to any of them. I don't believe a word of it. I believe the best of everyone. Children, friends, ought to have the right to be brought up in this kind of a love atmosphere. They'll go out in life's fight and win. But when you see the worst in your children, always telling them, you'll never mount anything, you won't do this, you won't do that, they'll live up to what you say. Though they may have missed it, when you see the best in them and love them rightly, it will bring the best out of them. They will amount to something. Now, let's go on reading from Amplified Translation of the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. You see, if you walk in love, you'll not fail. Love never fails. We are interested in spiritual gifts, and we ought to be. But we ought to be interested in love first. Because this chapter tells us prophecies will fail, tongues will cease, knowledge shall vanish away. But thank God, love never fails. Oh, yes, I believe in prophecy and prophesying. I believe in tongues. Thank God for it. But you can exercise these things outside of love, and they become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. 
The thing about it is this. Let's have prophecy. Let's have tongues. Let's have faith. Let's have knowledge. But let's have love with it. Let's put love first because we're in the family of love and have become acquainted with our Heavenly Father who is a God of love. We ought to want to learn. We ought to want to grow. We ought to want to grow in love until we are made perfect in love. Now, I haven't been made perfect in love yet. Have you? But did you know that the Bible says that we can? Not in the next world, but in this world. I believe some of us are going to make it. I'm not going to quit just because I haven't made it yet. I'm going to keep after it. Thank God for His Word, and thank God for His love. I'm teaching from my book, Growing Up Spiritually. And so now then, we're going to get back to this one about growing up spiritually by walking with your father. Let's turn to Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 25th through the 34th verses. Therefore, I say unto you, Jesus said, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls are there, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, friends, this is a marvelous section of Scripture. But for the time being, there are just two portions of it that I want you to notice. In the 32nd verse, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. In the 26th verse, your heavenly Father feedeth them. Now, this isn't talking about sinners or unbelievers here, because he's not the heavenly Father of sinners. Now, you listen to some people talk, and they'd try to tell you that we're all children of God. God's the Father of all of us. We're all brothers and sisters. But no, we're not. The devil is the father of some people. Jesus said to some of the most religious people of his day, that is the Pharisees, the very strictest sect of the Jewish religion. John eight forty four. he said, Ye are your father the devil. Now, he didn't say our heavenly father was their father. He said the devil was their father. You see, friends, yet even though we have been born again and have become children of God, I think so many times we've never really become acquainted with our father. Now, our theme is growing, growing up spiritually. We need to grow by becoming acquainted with our Heavenly Father. I remember I was teaching one time down in East Texas on this subject, this subject of becoming acquainted with our Heavenly Father. I remember a woman said to me, Brother Hagin, I've been saved for 11 years. But ever since I've been saved, you know, I've loved Jesus. But somehow I just didn't get, become acquainted with the Father like I should. But since you've been teaching along this line, I've become acquainted with my Heavenly Father, and I've just fell in love with Him. Well, that's her expression. You see, friends, there's no truth in all the Bible as far-reaching as the blessed fact 
that if we've been born again and come into the family of God, God the Father is our Father, and He cares for us. He's interested in us. I mean, in each one of us individually, not just as a group or a body or a church. He's interested in each of His children, and He loves every single one of us with the same love. Now, Jesus was actually preaching here in Matthew to the Jews. Yet one reason they didn't understand him was he talked about God as being his father. He endeavored to introduce them to a kind, loving, heavenly father. Well, they couldn't understand that kind of God. His message was, for God so loved the world that he gave. They couldn't comprehend it. You see, the old covenant was a covenant of the law of sin and death. It was the law of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You knock out my eye, knock out your eye. It was the law where God demanded an awful judgment, love, and so forth. But they were not able to do it because their natures had not been changed. So he set up the Levitical priesthood, whereby the blood of animals could be shed to cover their sins, so they could be counted righteous in his sight, and he could bless them. The sins of the people could be confessed over the head of the scapegoat. The goat let go in the wilderness, and judgment fell out there instead of on them. They had come up in this hard, harsh atmosphere of justice. When God gave Moses the table of stones of the law, fire and vapor of smoke overshadowed the mountain. If even an animal touched it, he was sussed through with a sword. In the Old Testament, after they built the tabernacle first and the temple secondly, they didn't know him as Father God. They knew him as Elohim or Jehovah. They did not know him personally. They had no personal acquaintance with him. His presence was kept shut up in the holies of holy. It was necessary that every male throughout Israel at least once a year go up to Jerusalem to the temple to present himself before God because that's where he was. And even then they didn't dare enter into his presence. No one entered his presence save the high priest and he only under great precautions. For if you intruded into that place in the wrong way and some did, you fell down dead instantly. This high priest after offering sacrifice by the blood of animals for his own sins and the sins of the people, could enter into the Holy of Holies and receive atonement for their sins. That is, pushing them off, so to speak, into the future. Now, that was the hard, harsh atmosphere they'd come up in. Well, it's no wonder that when Jesus came along to introduce them to a loving, kind, heavenly Father, they couldn't understand it. But you know, friends, I'm afraid that's not only true concerning those Jews. I'm afraid that it's true concerning the sons and daughters of Almighty God today. They have never really become acquainted with Him as being their Father. Now notice, here are some of the things Jesus said about the Father. John 16:23. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. John 16, 27, For the Father himself loveth you. Matthew 6, 8, 9, For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. After this manner therefore pray, Our Father. Notice the utter tenderness of it. Our Father. I like something Paul said when he prayed for the church at Ephesus. He began his prayer like this, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Oh, I like to do that. I like to get on my knees and repeat those words of Paul. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 
That makes it surreal. That takes it out of the hard, harsh, religious atmosphere. This isn't religion. It hasn't a thing in the world to do with religion. Some folks say, do you have religion? Thank God I don't have a bit of it. I don't have any. When it's religion, it's God. But when it's family, it's Father. He may be God to the sinner, but He's Father to me. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life, so visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Growing Up Spiritually and the two-CD set by Ken Hagan entitled Our Rights in Christ. These great resources are at the special price of $15.95. That's $10 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, I want to remind everybody over in Oklahoma City area, and if you have family or friends in the area, you might tell them that we got Rainbow Bible Church OKC at 8921 Northwest Expressway there in Oklahoma City. And uh, it's on Sunday evening, and it's live. It, it's not, it's not uh, video. video. I didn't want to do the video thing, so we do it live. And so I said, come and experience Sunday morning on Sunday yes. night at 6 o'clock. And I'm either there, Craig, our son, yes. one of us will be there ministering. Uh, most of the time, occasionally, we'll both have obligations somewhere else and somebody else will speak, yes. one of the other staff members. But we are normally there. I want to invite you to come. Next week, we'll continue with this great teaching with Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.